Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Authentically You podcast. We're so happy to have you guys with us today. We just hope and pray that this podcast episode blesses you and wherever you are with your walk with Christ. And our whole goal for this podcast and this season is that as we are authentic and vulnerable and sharing our experiences in different seasons of our lives with each other, that we would grow closer to God and just we can proclaim everything uh, good that he's done in our lives and all of the difficult seasons that we go through and just being authentic with you guys. So without further ado, let's just jump right into today's episode. Hi everyone, welcome to the Authentically You podcast. Um, It's Gabby here today, but Madison and I are doing a little bit different with this episode. Um, Consider this a trigger warning. Um, We're going to go into some pretty heavy mentions of um, sexual harassment, um, borderline sexual assault. Um, Yeah. If you're uncomfortable, just don't keep on listening. If you're not in a good place, um, it's not recommended, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not in a good place, I don't recommend listening to this episode just yet um, until you are in a good place with your heart. Um, I'm just going to be here for moral support. Madison's going to tell her story today. Um, and I hope you guys um, learn something, and I hope you guys see us being authentic with you and Maddie are you ready yep (laughs) okay so I'm gonna let Madison take it from here and she will tell you guys what she needs to all right well hi guys like Gabby said um these next couple of episodes are gonna be a little bit on the heavier side um and she already gave a trigger warning, but I just wanted to also mention if you want it, um, if you want perhaps maybe a lighter version, you want to still kind of hear both of our stories. Um, and, but you want more of a little like PG version, um, in our last season in season one, we do have a couple of episodes. Um, I think it's like, something like mentally healing from sexual harassment or something um those are the key words in that um but again they're kind of pg versions uh there are no details nothing explicit in that one so um if you do want a lighter version feel free to jump to our last season you'll find that under face to face season one and me and gabby both share in two different episodes our stories combined so Um, and again, this is probably, well, this is definitely the most vulnerable I've been so far and the most vulnerable that Gabby will be on here. Um, and probably the most that we'll get, probably the most that we can possibly get on here. But, um, I, I actually called Gabby up a couple days ago and, um, and I was just like, Hey, I think we need to re-record these, but if you're okay with it, I think we need to really open up and tell our full stories. Um, not leaving a bunch of details out, not making it a light and fluffy episode, um, really digging deep and being honest with what happened and how we're doing now. Um, because to be honest, I'm still not doing okay. 
And um, if you follow our Instagram at Authentically You Podcast, or I think it's the Authentically You Podcast, um, I put a um, little uh, written spoken word out on our Instagram yesterday. Um, So if you want to, you can go check that out. That's kind of a preface into these next couple of episodes. And I will probably be doing an actual recording of that um, and posting that as an IGTV on our Instagram in the coming days. Um, So also be on the lookout for that. But if you have read that, um, that kind of prefaces um, this whole episode, I guess. So I was driving home a couple days ago and it was kind of a conversation that I had had um, with the manager of my princess job, actually. And we didn't really touch on sexual harassment or anything, but um, we were just talking about something else. And it kind of triggered me, but I didn't really show anything. Um, I left her house. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of tired. I'm going to head home. Um, it was getting late anyway. So I was headed out. And as soon as I hit the car and like, not hit the car, as soon as I got in the car, closed the door, I, that's when the tears just started flowing. And I didn't realize how much our conversation had really affected me. And so, um, and I was like, what is going on? But I just knew whatever was happening mentally, emotionally, I needed to get it out and I needed to deal with it. Um, and so I'm driving and if you've listened to us for a while or even just for a couple of episodes, I'm sure you've heard me mention my conversations with God that I have in the car. Cause that's kind of, um, that happens pretty often between my drives that I take for my princess gigs, um, which can be as long as like a couple of hours, um, or even my, just my drive to and from college. It's about a 40 minute drive one way. So I have quite a bit of time in the car. So that's kind of when I do my talking. Um, and I just kind of pray and that's kind of like my God time. I do, um, have like quiet time outside of that, but we'll get into that a little later. But, um, as I'm just kind of talking out everything I was feeling, I just started kind of screaming at one point and I was just like screaming at God, um, just telling him how angry I was with him that he didn't protect me. Um, and then it really hit me because I realized how angry I was with myself because I had promised myself, um, years ago, we'll probably share our our testimonies at another time, another episode, but if you want to hear, um, they are in our first season, but, um, part of my testimony was I was super angry with God, um, after my, uh, biological father had walked out on us and everything. And I had promised myself that I would never let myself get so angry with God to the point that it would really affect my relationship with him. But what I didn't realize is I was subconsciously harboring this anger, um, really against God for not protecting me for the past couple of years. And it's gotten to the point, even within the past six to eight months, where it's really affected my quiet time with him, where I haven't, not that I haven't opened up my Bible in the past six to eight months, but it has not been as frequent. It's maybe every few weeks 
um, to be quite honest, because I've just like every single time I just I don't feel like opening it. I don't feel like reading. I don't feel like, um, you know, every once in a while uh, during worship, I'll really feel like, well, pretty much every single time (laughs) um, I get into worship, I feel like I'm can get into God's presence, but it's not as easy. And I, and even still, I feel so distant from him. And every single time I'm like, okay, well, starting tomorrow, I'm going to, I'm going to wake up early and I'm just going to start doing my quiet time again. And every morning I can't bring myself to do it. Um, and so I called Gabby on, uh, this on, you know, a couple days ago, um, telling her, I was like, I just had a 30 minute crying session and this is what's happening. This is what's going on. This is, I I think we need to share this. Um, so here it is. That's kind of the longer preface. I know that was a few minutes long, but, um, longer preface to everything and where I'm at now. And I'll get into it a little later too, but, um, here is my story. So my, um, freshman year, I was, I took an art class and I loved art. I was always drawing. I had several, and I mean several sketchbooks like filled with um, a bunch of different drawings. I would look on Pinterest and draw whatever I could. I loved it. I liked to paint, water paint, acrylics. Um, I had even tried to get into pottery at one point because I got a little like pottery like kids pottery wheel and some clay for Christmas. I I loved crafting and just everything artsy. I loved doing. So naturally I took an art class my freshman year and needless to say, so this art teacher, he was definitely older. He retired, I think after my sophomore year. No, it was after my junior year because my junior year is when um, COVID happened. It was the March of my junior year um, that the school shut down and everything. So uh, he had retired after that. So by the time we got back senior year, there was a new art teacher. Um, so that just kind of to show like he he was he was older. He was definitely older. Um well into his 60s and um he had his reputation for just making girls uncomfortable and I had heard a vast amount of stories but I was like you know what it's our town if if you would know our town it's tiny it gossip spreads like wildfire it's you know one second a couple in a neighborhood gets in a fight and a couple days later the entire town knows about it is pretty much what it's like you know it just um news and word spreads fast and oftentimes it's extremely exaggerated so um I just kind of knew like okay be careful but it's probably not all true they're probably just you know exaggerating because he's an older male um teacher um, but little did I know those rumors, I, I truly believe that none of that was exaggerated now. Um, freshman year, it wasn't terribly unbearable. Um, I would just go into the classroom and anytime I'd, I would ask for help, he would just lean over, like over me so close, like I'm sitting down in my chair, I'm facing my project and he would lean over me 
and you would do this to pretty much all the girls in the classroom, but I was one of the few. Um, it was mostly guys. And it it was so close that his head was like right next to mine and I could feel his breath like going down my neck. Um, and it just made me really uncomfortable. I knew like, okay, my mom has worked in the school. My grandmother worked in the school. And I just knew like he's way too close for comfort and he should not be this close. But I didn't want to say anything because I was just scared. I was like, okay, he's been a teacher for a really long time and I'm just a freshman. Like, what do I know? Um, and plus like, it's my word against his, like, are they going to believe a freshman, uh, you know, in high school, or are they going to believe a teacher who's been at that school for decades? So I kind of, you know, I was like, I brushed it off. No big deal. And so there were just multiple occurrences that more like that that just made me super uncomfortable at um at one point we were just trying to draw I think like profiles or just faces and I remember he called me up to the front of the classroom and I remember I was wearing leggings so I was you know in leggings and a sweatshirt and I was like the he's calling me up to the front he had me stand on a table in front of the classroom and had me like far enough away like I wasn't leaning up against the wall so I was in the center of this table um and he was having the class like draw my face which was like okay this is awkward and I don't understand why I need to be on a table um and he just kind of stood behind the entire time and I remember I kept trying to like pull my sweatshirt down to cover my butt because again I was in leggings it was a lazy day and um I just like remember just feeling kind of humiliated you know um but again I brushed it off I was like I'm probably just being dramatic you know no big deal so there were several uncomfortable occurrences that just made me like not want to be in that classroom every day I'd go in I'd like try to hide I'd put in my earbuds and I would them um and just like not ask him for help on any of my projects because then I knew he would come over and lean over me um and help and it you know just make me super uncomfortable so this was kind of my whole freshman year um, and then sophomore year, I was only in that classroom for three months um, because it was more than just uncomfortability. He got, he, he kept towing the line and he kept crossing it several times. Um, and I ended up dropping the class and having to talk to the principal to drop the class because I was so, I, I reached my limit and I didn't want to spend one more day in that classroom. Um, there was one day he had, or I went up to his desk and I was, you know, asking for help on a project. Um, we were doing something with angles and I just, I was confused. It didn't look right. So he was, you know, he was like, okay, here. So he's trying to fix it and he's showing me. And I like kind of kept my distance. I was about a foot and a half, two feet away from his desk. Cause I just didn't want to be anywhere near him, but I needed his help on fixing my project. And so, and he kept going like, come here closer, like come closer, come on. Like you can't see anything, come closer. And so reluctantly I'd scoot in closer. And, um, and so I, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks. I pick up my project and I start walking away and we had these long, like 
meter like yardsticks um, as rulers and we were using them for these projects um, to help us with our angles and our lines and everything. And I was wearing shorts that day and I'm, I pick up my project and I'm walking away from his desk, from his desk. And all of a sudden uh, I feel something smack the back of my thigh and I turn around and I realize he just smacked the back of my thigh with this ruler. And he was like, come back here. I'm not done. And I was like, what just happened? And I was just in complete and utter shock and so he finishes and I sit down and I'm just so embarrassed because it's like everyone in the classroom saw it. And I even had like a couple of um, guys that were sitting next to me like, are you OK? That was really weird. I don't know why he would do that. Um, so that was like a month into sophomore year. And it was maybe a couple weeks later that um, I was asking like for extra paints which um in this art room it's like it was a large art room and then two smaller rooms in the back and I was like hey I need more paint one second and I was like I know where the paints is I can go get it myself um but he made me wait he was helping another student and then he stands up um and starts walking towards the back room and I was like um I'll wait out here. Like, I did not want to be anywhere near this man, let alone go into, like, a back room out of sight from the rest of the students. Like, because I just, I, I was terrified of him at this point. I was like, he had proven over and over again that he wasn't someone to be trusted. Um, and he kept making me so uncomfortable to a point that I was like, I didn't even want to be in the class and I wanted to avoid him at all costs. And so he's walking into this, like walking towards the back room and he's like, come on. So I take a couple of steps and he like reaches back and like kind of like grabs me by my lower back and starts walking me towards this back room. And as he's going, he's like rubbing my lower back and he's kind of inching closer towards my butt. And I was like, this is bad. This is definitely not okay. And I like jerked away and I looked at him weird and he was just like, what, what's wrong? And I was like, I need to use the restroom. And I ran out and I stayed out for the rest of the class. Cause I was like, just again, like, what was he trying to do? I mean, I know he was, he was weird. He had crossed the line. And so, um, kind of all through, or these like two months that I was in the class, I think I dropped out of the class in like October or September, um, but they couldn't get me into another class. So they had to put me in the library for like three weeks until they could get me somewhere else. Um, but throughout these like couple of months, there was a guy that um, I had known since middle school. I wouldn't necessarily say he was a friend, but he was an acquaintance. I knew him. Um, and he sat right next to me in my art class. Um, and he was like the only one that I actually knew that I didn't mind talking to because I had some like established like acquaintanceship there and so all during this is hap all while this is happening um I actually thought like okay I, I think I can trust him um we'll call him Billy and Billy would um anytime any of these occurrences would happen I'd sit back down and he he would be one of those people that was like I are you okay like 
I don't understand why he would do that. I wish he would stop. Um, he doesn't do that to any of the guys and kind of like comfort me. Cause he could tell that I, I was uncomfortable and it was again, like it was a comfort to me because I was like, okay, this isn't all in my head. Cause this entire time, um, I had tried talking to a couple of friends and they just told me like, Oh, we're girls. You just have to suck it up and deal with it. And I thought, okay, that's what I'm going to do. But he was kind of the one that was like, no, this isn't okay. Um, you know, like he shouldn't do that. And kind of made me realize there's a line, there's a boundary and I shouldn't just have to suck it up and deal with it. It's straight up not okay. And so I kind of started trusting him like as a really. Um, and again, just a comfort to me that what was happening was wrong and that he saw it. And just the fact that it was like, okay, cool. Someone else sees me. They see what I'm going through. They see what's happening. Um, and they're acknowledging that it's wrong was just a comfort in itself. Like y'all, if you ever, um, if you're ever in a situation where you're uncomfortable, where someone is touching you, where someone is hovering over you, just making you uncomfortable, getting in your space, um, and you know what they're doing, don't belittle yourself. And, um, and if you're not someone who's in that kind of situation, but someone comes up to you, understand what they're going through and recognize what is happening to them as wrong. Acknowledge that. Um, and don't tell them, oh, it's normal. It happens to all of, you know, all girls or, you know, it happens to guys too, or it just, it's something that happens. You just have to deal with it. That's not the thing to say. Um, just acknowledging it in itself that it's wrong and that you see them and that you see what is happening to them is wrong is a comfort in itself. So be that person. Um, and again, if you're in that situation, understand that what is happening to you is wrong and take comfort in that, that it's not normal and you should not just brush it aside. Um, so that was a little like takeaway from that, but, um, back to Billy. So he was, again, just someone that I was like, I thought I could really trust. Um, and then one day he kind of took advantage of that. And, uh, he just started rubbing my thigh because I right next to him. Um, and I was wearing jeans and I had jeans with holes in them and he had kind of reached into one of those holes and he just like kept rubbing and I like, you know, kept inching up and in and I just told him, I was like, don't touch me. And he, he had the audacity to say, don't tell me how to live my life. And I like got up, scooched my chair back and I said, don't touch me. And I moved my chair as far away from him as possible without running into the person next to me, put in my earbuds and ignored him for the rest of the time. And the next like day I was out of that class. I, that was it. Um, but I think that one, um, Billy, I think it hurt in more than just the way that he was trying to take advantage of me. It was more of the fact that it's like I trusted him 
and I thought he was someone that I could trust and that he understood what I was going through, that he took, um, that he was empathetic and sympathetic towards that. And that that was the last thing that he would ever try to do because like he, he was apologizing for it happening to me, but yet he kept trying to (laughs) harass me. So that was Billy. And on to number three, and I'm keeping it to three. There have been others, but these are kind of the three main ones. Um, and I mentioned in my poem in the first, because of the first one, um, I'm still afraid because of the second one, I'm still hurting. And because of the third one, I'm still angry. Um, so this is the third one and let's call this one. I'm trying to think of like people and names that I don't know with like people with these names. Um, let's go Bobby. I don't know of Bobby, Billy and Bobby. So Bobby is, um, number three. And, um, this is one that actually me and Gabby kind of share, but, um, even though this was happening to us at the same time with the same person, we both still have different stories and different, um, experiences. And so, (laughs) um, this was my sophomore year again. Um, sophomore, yeah, it was sophomore year. Um, and this guy was a senior and this was in, um, my honors chemistry class. And this senior guy, um, had a reputation and I had actually known him from my days when I did band in middle school. And he had, major anger issues that I had seen before. I remember one day in band, he had tried to punch a kid because this kid was pissing him off and he punched a hole through the door. Um, and everyone knew like, stay away from him. Don't take him off. Like he's not to be messed with. Um, but then there were also rumors circulating around that he had raped, um, a couple of girls and one of them I knew personally, Um, to this day, I don't know for sure that that's true. Um, but I had talked to her and she told me it was, and I believe her, um, simply because if someone shares something like that with you, just, just believe them because again, you don't know what kind of solace that's offering them. Um, and then after this entire, sophomore year with him, I absolutely believe he is capable of doing, um, things much worse and committing such atrocities as rape. And so this guy sat in between myself and Gabriella, and I'll just kind of tell my side of the story. And so again, I had known him from prior. Um, and this guy was, Gosh, I don't even know how to describe him. He was like, like he needed help. That is without a doubt and beyond question. He needed help um, mentally. And he would come in all the time and complain and basically not physically cry, but cry to me and Gabby. Like I almost committed suicide last night. I took a shotgun. I put it like in the roof of my mouth. And 
looking back now, I was just, I'm like blown away by how manipulating that was. Um, because he used that pity that we were taking on him and he kind of made us both, at least me, believe that we were his friends and that in just being there for him, um, not in a good way, but being there for him helped him feel better and helped him get through what he was going through and um, these suicidal waves that he was going through. And so he was extremely, extremely manipulative in that sense. But um, several days that he would, again, kind of like Billy, Bobby would um, run his hand up my leg, rub my inner thigh. He had tried grabbing my boob one time, um, and he kind of just brushed it, and I, like, jerked away, um, and he was just, he was weird, and, um, I had never felt, sorry, (laughs) um, I had never felt in that time so helpless and scared, because this guy was easily, what, like 300 pounds and the defensive linebacker of our football team. And our school is crazy with athletics. So he was a good defensive linebacker. Um, And just, you know, he was huge. And so I kind of, again, just felt helpless and scared knowing what I knew about him with his anger issues that if I tried to um, move away, first of all, it wouldn't be any use because I knew he was bigger than me. He was stronger than me. Um, who knew what he could do and also, um, what would he make a big deal out of it? Would I be in any physical danger later on? Cause again, I had seen him literally punch a hole through a door because a t- kid just annoyed him and ticked him off. Um, And he was aiming for the kid and the kid ducked. And uh, if he hadn't, that kid would probably be in the hospital with a broken nose, if not more. And so just, I, again, like I just felt so physically um, helpless and scared in that moment, in all of those moments, kind of just throughout the year. And I remember every day, um, I would almost pray that he wasn't in class and, um, and part of me was scared. Like, what if he committed suicide? Like he's been kind of looming over our heads that he was thinking of doing like, what if, but then, and I know this sounds awful, but then I was like, but then if that did happen again, it sounds terrible, but then I would be safe. Like I wouldn't have to be terrified in class every single day. And again, I know that sounds awful, Um, but it was just like, I, I did not know what else to do. We had tried moving seats and he just kind of moved with us. And I remember one day I, I tried talking and our chemistry teacher was the sweetest woman ever. Um, I, we loved her and I still loved like visiting her even after she wasn't my teacher anymore. Um, and I remember one day I tried to go up and talk to her, but I didn't know how to physically say he's harassing me and Gabby. Um, we don't know what to do. 
I was just like, he's kind of weird. I, cause again, I was scared. I was like, if he finds out that I ratted him out, then that could put me in physical danger. Um, again, like who knows what he could do. I was, I was terrified of him. Cause again, he was like over double my weight and easily a couple heads taller than me. Like, you know, this guy was huge. And, um, so yeah, just didn't really know what to do. Um, and felt really, again, just helpless in that situation. And I knew after that year, I was so grateful when he graduated. Um, and I just, I knew after that year, like I never wanted to be in a position where I felt so helpless again. And I never want anyone to be in a situation where they feel like there's absolutely nothing they can do. Um, like I, (laughs) he was, um, probably the, the scariest one out of, um, all of my different experiences because again, he was just bigger and stronger. And, um, he also, he was just weird. He had these kinks where he would, um, physically like put his, like his entire hand could fit around the majority of my neck. And he would like physically like try to choke me and Gabby. And he had done it to me a couple of times. Um, but there was one day and I'll, Gabby will kind of tell her story, but he would really take it out on Gabby. And, and I felt helpless again, because even though it wasn't happening to me, it was happening to my best friend and I felt like there was nothing I could do. Um, but yeah, (laughs) those are, that's kind of my story. Um, to this day, I'm still trying to heal. Um, I've yet to go to therapy or counseling. I'm still, um, our insurance has changed a few times, so I haven't really had a chance to settle down and find someone that, um, is covered under our insurance because, gosh, people, therapy and counseling is really, can get really expensive. Um, but I've kind of come to a point where I realize I can't cope and heal on my own because, um, it's been three years, over three years since that art teacher. It's been three years since, um, uh, Billy and about, what, two, two and a half since Bobby. And, um, I'm still not over it. And I thought I was, and I thought I could heal, but, um, to this day, and I, I kind of talk about this in my spoken word, but to this day, um, anytime I try, like if any of our guy friends try to hug me, um, even though I know them and I trust them, and I've known them for a long time, I get super tense and I kind of, I stop breathing and, um, and it really hurts my heart to say, but I even get the same way with my grandpa and I love my grandpa. And if you knew him, he is the most wonderful person you could ever meet and the most loving, but, um, I think it's because of my art teacher because they're around the same age because they're just both older that it 
scares me still. And I know my grandpa would never do anything to hurt me, but it just kind of, it, it hurts. Um, and it just, it still scares me. And the same thing with my uncles and my cousins. Um, and I actually shared with one of my cousins this past summer, uh, kind of my story and I don't know how we got into it, but I love both of my cousins. I trust them. Um, my cousin uh, and her husband and I was kind of sharing with both of them and her husband also you know my cousin um I just shared with him I was like I still get really scared when anyone tries to hug me if it's another woman I'm fine but if it's any male I I I, I freak out and he like looked at me in the rearview mirror because we were in the car and he was tearing up and he was like, you know, I've noticed that like when I hug you, you just get so tense and you start shaking. And he was just like, I'm, I'm sorry. And he's even now, like he's kind of, you know, careful and just so much more gentle. And I mean, he wasn't, you know, like come here and give me a hug, but he's just, he's aware of it. And again, it, it hurts my heart to say that, but that's just kind of, um, what I'm still living with now. And I hope that one day that'll get better. But, um, and that's also kind of the reason that like the big looming reason that I am absolutely terrified to be in a relationship. Um, because like any, I took my love language test about a year ago because it was quarantine and I was bored and what else are you going to do? And physical touch was literally like 2% um, in my love language. Like you can't test 0% in anything, <laughs> um, but 2% is like the lowest because everything else it has to, you know, you have to have a chunk in everything and it goes by, um, two. So it was like 42, 86, things like that. And, um, physical touches, you know, the bottom. And even now I'm like, when I do have a boyfriend, will I even be able to hug him? Will I even be able to, you know, sit on the couch with him and just, you know, will we be able to cuddle and watch a movie? Um, and it might, you know, might be TMI, but, even I've even thought of, you know, had like, I don't know, seven, eight, 10 years, whatever it is, like, when I get married, will like, I have a panic attack and spontaneous my wedding night, because, again, if a hug terrifies me and shakes me to my core, um, will I ever be able to, like, fully love and be intimate with another man in my life? Um, and I'm so grateful that uh, none of the harassment went any further than it did. And I can't imagine the pain um, that that people go through when it does go as far as rape, um, any sort of rape. But um, if it has gotten to that point or um, if you've gone through any sort of harassment, any sort of... Um, assault like I I truly apologize because it's not fun it's not okay um and I wanted to share a statistic um 
really quick, but I'm going to have to pull it up and find it. But um, I actually think I shared this with um, on my podcast about being fearless and free, but um, it's like, I just narrowed it down to the women in America. I'm sorry. Um, Let me see. I'm almost done. (laughs) Um, One in three girls, sorry, not in America, in the world are harassed or sexually assaulted by the time they are 25 years old. And that number blows my mind. And even it blows my mind, like how many people I know personally um, in my life, very close to me, family members even that have been in these situations um, with people that they trusted, with people they thought they could trust. Um, And furthermore, over 80% of the like one in three girls in the world are harassed by the time they're 25. And over 80% of those girls are between the ages of 12 and 16. I was 14, 15, 16, and 17 when um, not only did these events occur, but other events. And again, I kind of wanted to focus on these three um, because they're kind of the uh I guess, main sources of trauma that, um, that, you know, everything is stemming from, but, um, I'm still, I'm trying to get to a point where I'm not angry with God anymore. Um, and, and I, I believe that God did not make this happen. He's not capable of inflicting, um, pain and suffering and harm, but, um, he will allow for things to happen for certain reasons. And I really believe one of those reasons is that I get to, um, be in an okay and of enough place to be able to share this with you guys. Um, and whoever hears it, whether it's three people or 50 people or however many people, um, this gets to help it's, it's worth it. And, um, and I know I, I've listened to one other podcast where, um, a girl kind of went into her story a little bit and, um, it really encouraged me in knowing, okay, it was not rape. Thank God it was not a rape situation. However, it's still something that happened and it's not okay. And it's okay to admit that you are, still angry about said situation, that you're still traumatized or hurting, um, from that situation. Don't, don't downplay it. Don't, um, like vindicate those emotions and those feelings. Talk to someone, uh, don't put on a tough exterior and say, no, I'm fine. I'm okay. And go about for the next two three, five, ten years of your life saying, I'm okay, but not realize all of the emotional baggage that you're still carrying. Um, and yeah, I don't really know what else I could really talk about, but, um, I really hope that this has helped someone, um, in some way. And this is kind of my way of saying you're not alone. Um, I'm still, you know, we're here, and uh, talk to someone, even if it's um, 
a trusted friend or journal or do something like one of my big outlets is writing and doing spoken words and poetry because it helps me get out my emotions like as soon as I had that breakdown a couple days ago the very next day I um wrote that poem and, and then posted it on our Instagram because I knew it was something that was brought to the surface for a reason um and that it's just it's something that people need to hear so anyways uh love you guys and um Gabby I don't know if you want to say anything to close um uh, no no, no this one's about you okay um so we love you guys and um sorry for the heavier topic but we really feel like this is important and so again I pray that wherever you are in your healing journey that God just moves you along and that he would come beside you and just kind of scoop you up and and help you along in this um next week it will be Gabby sharing her story. So um, we really hope that you guys tune in um, and yeah, be on the lookout for um, that spoken or that poet, that poem. I can't talk, sorry, for that poem. Um, I am thinking of recording it and releasing it as a video. So be on the lookout for that. And there might possibly be another one um, to kind of be an intro to Gabby's. So, um, yeah, tune in next week. We love you guys. Be blessed, um, and be healed and we'll see you next week. Bye.